0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with Jason Shear. I'm gonna say your name tonight Jason Shear is here.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> stop laughing. as <laughs> hey, so you just beat UCLA. I've literally been laughing for like the last 45 minutes.
1: Yeah, triple overtime.
0: What a shame.
1: Yeah, so sad. UCLA well, had a real bad weekend.
0: That's the end of this podcast. I'm going to spend the rest of my night on UCLA 24-7. Yeah. No, in all seriousness, I uh, don't tarn feather me for this. I'm happy for Bobby Hurley. ASU even though you don't like them, we don't like them obviously clear reasons actually I uh, don't know if people know this but they were <laughs> I don't know if you know this they were chanting fu of a as they rushed the court so
1: so they're already gearing up for Monday which right. is good but I take the enemy the you know it the enemy of my enemy is my friend philosophy I cannot in any good conscience ever root for UCLA and I have to rep Arizona and Arizona team. And, it, and I, I've, I'm glad Bobby Hurley won tonight. They needed that win. They needed that win for their program to make them better.
0: I think also, like, ASU, to give them credit, has played hard, really hard for the last three games. I mean, they were in there with US, Arizona for most of it. They were in there with USC and outplayed them for a large chunk. And then tonight, um, you know, they – I'm sure part of it was conditioning, but they they look like they were playing harder than UCLA in that overtime. And, you know, like I mentioned, Bobby Hurley is a maniac on the court, where for most accounts that I've heard, he's actually a pretty decent guy off of it. And when you play hard and, and you know, you see a team play hard, um, you know, eventually they're going to break through. And I will say, and obviously we'll go to the Arizona game in a second, the fact that ASU is getting done with a game at 11 p.m. on Saturday night and now they have to go on Monday and play, and the game went to triple overtime. Remember how I always say it's really difficult to match the emotions? And the energy. Yeah, it's going to be really difficult for ASU to get up um, and match the emotions and the physicality of that game. Um, And with UCLA, they play Stanford on Tuesday on the road. Uh So the Pac-12, all of a sudden, like, UCLA is not even in second place right now. Oregon's second place in the conference right now. Arizona has a two-game lead in the loss column. We're at the point, knock on wood, where if Arizona gets through this next week clean, because they have three road games, ASU and at the Washington schools, um, it—I don't want to say it's over,
1: but it's—it's uh, it's
0: pretty, pretty damn pretty close. close. Like this is this is the big three-game stretch. Going to the Mountain schools isn't easy, but then you have the Bay Area schools at home and the Oregon schools at home. It starts to get real difficult. And if UCLA loses to Stanford, you're you're in deep trouble if you're if you're the Bruins. So. Um, It is a quad three loss, which is pretty brutal. And look, I mean, I'm making fun of UCLA right now, but I don't think that game on Monday will be easy. Obviously, I think Arizona's going to win, um, but I don't care. I'm going to make fun of UCLA for the next 24 hours because of the things that were said
1: to oh, me yeah, to over you. the last
0: 72 hours. Pretty brutal. So. I don't know if,
1: you, if all of you know that this, and if you read all of the, the posts everywhere that Jason reads, but – you UCLA fans have been absolutely brutal this week. So every was... single nasty thing you said about Jason, that <laughs> is called karma. Suck at UCLA. Oh, my God. You lost.
0: Okay. Go And, it, home. and, and I was very complimentary of ASU. And
1: we are being very the complimentary. The past week or
0: so. Because, like I said, they, you, you could say they're not very good. Their overall intelligence is awful, to be honest with you, as a basketball team. They're not a very smart team, but they play their ass off.
1: But that grit tonight, man, like... Every time they had the ball, we kept going. Oh man, this is it! UCLA's going to come back. Going to come back. ASU made some bad mistakes. The but... best
0: part of the the best part of the game for me is that Johnny Juzing was so caught up trying to push off on every single shot that he had a crucial turnover late because he just wanted to push off. If you are listening to this podcast and you're not on the Wildcat Authority message board thread that we got going right now, watch a UCLA game and count the amount of push offs that Johnny Juzing has. The hook shots. Uh, it, I mean, the dude—he fell out. He should have fouled out way before that. But enough of that game.
1: Yes, that because that's not an Arizona game. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the Arizona game.
0: Enough of that game.
1: The Arizona game that happened today at McHale. McHale was rocking.
0: It was. It was rocking.
1: USC was defeated. Arizona won seventy-two to sixty-three, and you know, all of our fans still don't care that they were not to be using curse words because i do believe that it continued today well
0: here's the thing that i don't think people understand people at home thought they were chanting "fu zero but it 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 wasn't it was you're my hero that's what i heard oh no in reality look today should have cemented the whole and and i don't want to i don't want to spend too much time on this i think it's so played out unc started to chant today f coach k obviously they said the whole word and they asked coach k he's like yeah whatever yeah, who cares? Okay, ASU, as they stormed the court, was chanting F-U of A. I have been to a lot of visiting games, and I, I understand Arizona's classier than other fan bases. I get it. But until you've gone to an away game somewhere else where the student section is near the opposing bench, that's the key. The student section is near the opposing bench. The Utahs, the Colorados, the ASUs, the Arizonas. Those schools are always going to be nastier. If you really want to handle it differently, you put the student section away from the opposing bench. But then, I mean... Then what's the point? Right. And so, and, and look, it happened, and Dave Heakey actually went into the crowd, and um, they stopped. I mean, you know, F you once in a while, but it wasn't as bad once Hickey went in the crowd and talked to a few people. And, I mean, there was no spitting. USC took it in stride, and <laughs> that was that. I knew
1: you were going to... How many times is Jason going to pepper the conversation today with the word spit? Let's find out. I will have one more thing to say about this whole thing.
0: Sure, huh? You
1: cannot have it both ways. You cannot have Mikhail be a very dangerous place for opposing teams to come play because of the culture, because of the crowd, and then clutch your pearls when everyone is saying the F word at the opposing team. You want it to be nasty, you want it to be gritty, but you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, then get the hell out.
0: And let's be honest, half the people mikhail can't hear what they're saying anyway
1: exactly and that is also the problem. that was an old old, but (laughs) that is a that is a viable thing to talk about just real quick is that you also can't have a really intimidating crowd with the age group that we have that we all know takes up the really good seats so you've got the student section what else are they supposed to do so i think the zona zoo does a great job who cares if words get dirty we're all grown-ups, and if you got little kids at a game, that this is an education. This is the way that it is. Go to a game at UNC. Go to a game at Duke. It is brutal to be the opposing team at either of those places. So I'd rather be known as a place that's brutal and hard to win games at. That's what it should be. Anyway. Anyway, back to the game Boy, that we late did night, win.
0: These late-night podcasts.
1: We got philosophy. Look,
0: let me tell you something. We got <laughs> a we threw a, a birthday party for nine year old girl and we listened to Encanto and painted most of the day.
1: No, and, and then Jason having, left to I go left. to this And game. now and
0: now we got girls sleeping over. All right. All bets are off. Yeah, okay? we
1: are double dipping parents.
0: Boom boom. Yeah. Anyway, back to the game, shall we?
1: Okay. Seriously we're gonna be Seriously. doing this. <laughs> Seriously.
0: You say later.
1: Arizona went on an eighteen three run at the end of the game. What was the key in that period?
0: Uh, yeah, 18-3 to 3 run over 6 USC, one of its last 15 over its last nine. Uh, no field goals, last 358. And the key was that it almost felt like Arizona said, oh, crap, if we don't step it up, we're going to lose this game. And everybody kind of just locked in. And even Kirk Creese was like, it wasn't magic. We just kind of locked in. Um, and they, they locked in. Uh, sorry, Cody, Cody. <laughs> Cody, Martin just texted me something during the podcast. That's Someone on is. your board said it best. UCLA leaving Arizona with more arrests than wins. So <laughs> yeah. anyway, thanks. Bar over. Okay. But like they, they just locked in and USC is not a very good offensive team. And in the preview podcast, I said, Mike, you know, my, the biggest reason I was picking Arizona is because when it came down to it, I just didn't think USC was good enough offensively. Uh, And they weren't. I mean, they were 7 of 30 from threes, even though it felt like they were hitting much more than that at times. They don't draw a lot of fouls. They were 8 for 13 from the line. But it's funny because they're actually one of the worst free throw shooting teams in the country, and they were making them uh, for the most part at one point. But um, when it came down to it, um, it's it's always about who's going to go and get you that bucket, right? And that's why I didn't think ASU would beat UCLA when I said who's going to go get that bucket. USC didn't have that guy. They're not as good of a team when Boogie Ellis – um, is three for 12. Uh, when Drew Peterson is one for 13, Mobley was six of 14. It is very difficult to win games when you're shooting 34%. Arizona locked in, made the plays when it mattered, made its free throws after struggling in the first half of the free throws, finished the game uh, the second half 10 of 12 from the line in the second half. And um, it, it, it's defense. Like, again, I, I feel like a broken record. We talk about Arizona's offense so much, but um, Arizona ends again tonight with a top five defense in the entire nation.
1: We have an apology to make.
0: Yeah, we do. And Very serious. W- w-
1: this is serious because um,
0: he's my favorite player. He on is. The team. So
1: we were remiss two podcasts ago, several podcasts ago, when we were talking. I believe not just when we beat UCLA, but even back to the ASU game, and we did not talk about Dalen, Dalen Terry, and I. In my brain, I thought we were surely going to get there, and somehow we didn't. So. Clearly, we're going to have a very large section right now about Dalen Terry because we even should boy, have talked about him every single time. Even he... though
0: my boy, Christian Coloco, tried to get him killed early yeah. in the game with that pass. <laughs> the
1: pass was uh, not Tommy
0: good. Lloyd even called him out after, and you're like, oh, no. Dalen and Terry, and, and I meant this in a tweet, like it was a sincere comment, Dalen Terry is the most underappreciated player in the nation. Because you're looking at his stats and nothing jumps out. And you're like, oh man, what, What? nine points tonight? Four rebounds, four assists? Like, oh, okay. Here's the deal. Everything that Arizona does well tends to start with Dale and Terry. Like, when they started coming back, it started with a, a play by Dale and Terry. When they make a good defensive play, it feels like it's most often Dalen Terry. It's
1: like the intangibles. Right.
0: And and he is the ultimate and he is the ultimate glue guy. But in a way, I almost feel like it's an insult to call him a glue guy because I feel like he's better than that. Because
1: he's doing more than that.
0: You can make a very legitimate case that as good as Julius is, and he's awesome, as good as Christian Coloco is, that Dalen Terry is the M, not necessarily the best player, the MVP of this team. Because when Arizona is playing well, a lot of it usually has to do with Dalen. He can guard multiple positions. His playmaking ability is phenomenal at this level. He doesn't turn the ball over. Um, he hits free throws at an extremely high rate. He is a guy where, you know, the more that he's on national television, like I said today, underappreciated. And some of the people that like that were national people excited. The, the more that Arizona's on national TV, I think the more appreciation a guy like Dalen Terry gets. He's the type of guy where every team in the country wants a guy like Dalen Terry. And you can make an argument that like USC, when you look across the court, they didn't have that guy. They didn't have that guy that could make plays like Dalen did, for instance, that can defend like Dalen. And I'm not sure that there is a team in the conference that has a guy like Dalen. He's very unique and he's going to make a lot of money, not because he's a super scorer. It's it's because he does a little bit of everything and he is a perfect NBA bench type of guy that's going to come out spark your team kind of like a
1: gadala, maybe
0: yeah and yeah. and and you know he is i can't say enough great kid doesn't get in trouble everyone loves him can't say enough about dale and terry and what he's done this season
1: oh that was really nice
0: god, god bless America. i hope his
1: mom's listening
0: my girl <laughs> love that whole family
1: so safe to say moving on uh that tabellos is looking healthy i don't know i mean you know he kind of had a lot of points today
0: yeah, it's a rough day. Today was a rough day for the doctors everywhere. Um, not Lithuanian doctors. Mm. But, no. Well, here's the deal. like, Zoo actually went into it in detail, and he said that at the UCLA game, um, I believe the original UCLA game last week, he basically went up to Tommy and said, I'm playing. like didn't say, can I play? Right. He said, I'm playing. He
1: just self-diagnosed himself yeah, like, and just said, I'm playing.
0: I'm playing. And when a player of his caliber comes to you and goes, I'm playing, let me play as long as I can. You, you're you not saying no. You just don't. you got to let a kid like that play. And if it's hindering him and you're watching him, then, then you can make the move. And he played on in, and he played 20 minutes. And, like, tonight, he only played 25 minutes. But he had 18 and 11. And at times, he's the best player on the court. But the biggest thing to me is that the offense is just so much smoother uh, when he's on the court. It, it, it just – it really, like, everything – feels different when he's on the court. He played 13 minutes in the second half. He only shot four of 10, but he had 10 points, eight rebounds, doesn't turn the ball over much. Um, and he's not there yet. Like, he's not 100%. But he's getting there, and he's probably going to be there on Monday. It's a good but, time for uh, him
1: to be peaking. Yeah,
0: like, it's clearly not, like, you know, a death-defying issue right here, right? Like, he's he's going to be fine. Um, he's going to be 100%. Arizona clearly handled it better than a lot of people thought he did. But he's another one of those guys. Like I said, Dalen to me is the MVP. But that whole offense flows so much better when Zoo is on the court. Um, and for him, like Isaiah Mobley, um, he defended him really well. Uh, you know, Mobley finished with 15 and 7, but was 6 of 14 from the field. So it's kind of like whatever. Chavez Goodwin was a non-factor. Uh, the other forwards, when they tried to go big, well, were pretty much non-factors. And, um, you know, he, just, he played an all-around strong game.
1: So just kind of reflecting on the weekend in the LA schools, what does this win mean and maybe just the combination of the wins? Well
0: shoot, it feels like it means a lot more now than it did twelve hours ago or whatever it was. Yeah, it does. Because now it means you got a two game lead in the in the loss column and like I said, like all of a sudden I mean it was always big, but all of a sudden these next three games are huge. Like UCLA still has some pretty difficult games. They still have Oregon again. I think they have USC twice still, Um, you know, at Stanford after tonight is not going to be an easy game, even though I don't think Stanford's very good. Uh, And so it means that in terms of record, but I think it means a lot to the national perspective in this team and that early in the season, the perspective was, I mean, you just slow Arizona down and you can beat them. Right. But Arizona, the last three games has had teams that have successfully slowed it down. And they all lost. Mm-hmm. And so, at the end of the day, as much attention as this offense is getting, this defense is elite. It is an elite defense, holding USC to 34 percent shooting, uh, points per possession 0. 0.955. Like it, it that it, it's it's pretty darn impressive, right? And so, uh, you know, to be able to do that, to be able to defend. Um, You know, they did against UCLA, which is a good offensive team. They did against ASU and USC, who I know aren't great offensive teams, but this team is defending well nearly every game. And so what it shows to them is, look, if you want to run it up and down the court, we're going to beat the brakes off you. It's not happening. If you want to slow it down, cool, we can win that way too. We'll throw two bigs up there. And I think what it shows is, yeah, I mean, look, there's probably some type of matchup problems for Arizona, but when you look around the country, Arizona is one of those probably – three or four teams where you're not, like, you watch Arizona and you say to yourself, this team can beat everyone.
1: I mean, another thing is you have the national attention, these eyes on Arizona, and the other teams are seeing Arizona, maybe even for the first time. How do you scout Arizona at that point? Like, Arizona can win Uh, multiple ways.
0: I will say that, like, what you're going to see on Monday is you're going to see a few publications that have Arizona as a one seed down. And it may be off base. I don't know if they're a one seed. But also what that does now is, like I said, like, and this is assuming Arizona wins on Monday, right? If Arizona loses to ASU, it's obviously, it's a shit show. But if Arizona beats ASU, like, UCLA is getting shipped out now. Like, Arizona isn't a lock to finish ahead of UCLA. Like, things can happen. But you're basically, you you know, Arizona and UCLA are probably battling for the two seed in the West. Arizona's got that pretty solid now all of a sudden. It's been like 48 hours since changed, and now they have it pretty locked in. And and so that's a big deal. And, you know, you go to San Diego, two seed in the West, Gonzaga, whatever it may be. But uh, I I just I think it means a lot for the confidence. And I I know like Tommy Lloyd is going to talk to the team tomorrow. And in a way, the ASU win helps because now it's like, look, man, they just beat UCLA. This conference is ours for the taking. They're good. If you overlook them, they'll beat us, blah, blah, blah. And so I assume Arizona will be ready on Monday. But um, it, it is very impressive. And, and yeah, I know I said that I didn't think USC was as good as some people thought. And I still don't. And Arizona starts to play them again at USC. Uh, but the fact that you can win games like this, um, it, is, it is very impressive. And, look, Uh, You know, I love Wildcat Authority, but we're all talking about complaining about this and that and this. And Arizona's got two losses. Like, it's, I mean, two losses, guys. Like, and, you know, one of them was garbage. Like, I'm very convinced that if Arizona played Tennessee on a neutral court, they'd wipe the floor of them. I really think that. You've
1: been saying that the whole time. Right.
0: And and so, I mean, it's, yeah, it it means a lot. I think it means a lot for the psyche. It means a lot from the national perspective. And it means a lot towards seeding and all that because... It's, it's February, man. This is when you start to talk about seeding.
1: Arizona can win fast, and they can win dirty. I like it.
0: Everybody calm down here. This is a PG <laughs> podcast, Shelby.
1: You know, dirty You know, means the nitty-gritty in the last two minutes of the game. Balling it out. You know
0: whoa, what I mean. whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: Anyway, other thoughts on today's win, and who stood out to you?
0: Yeah, so, you know, I talked about Dalen, talked about two I want to talk about Kerr for a second and Kerr had the four turnovers, which isn't great. But he finished with 13 points on the second half, shot four of seven, made three threes. And the big thing is he he was three of five from three, and I don't think any of them, maybe one, was a bad shot. And Kerr's going to turn the ball over a little bit in this offense. But the biggest value that he has is the good shots, right? It's did he take the stupid floating three off one foot, or did he set and, and take the shot? And what we're seeing the last two games is he's done a better job setting and taking the shot. And I think that there's something to be said also for the fact that he bounced back from that horrible performance a week ago and and played well. And he outplayed Boogie Ellis. You know, he, yeah. Boogie
1: he, did not have a great. And name. and I not said that last I minutes. said that
0: Boogie was a tough matchup for him, and he outplayed him. And um, you know, and you know, it's 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 arizona it can can win when curse struggles a little bit but when he is on it becomes really 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 difficult to beat arizona and he's gonna have bad games it's gonna happen um arizona is good enough to live with it but he's another one of these guys that's really valuable and and i thought that he played good enough like i don't think arizona needs a lot more maybe you want to cut down five assists to two turnovers that type of game. Maybe throwing another assist here or there. But um sorry, he had two assists. I keep looking at the wrong thing. So he had two assists and four turnovers. So that's not great, obviously. But um, you know, that's another thing. Like Arizona had twenty-six buckets and fourteen assists. Like it's it's their assist rate continues to be high. Um, you know, they're rebounding, believe it or not, it didn't feel like it. And I bet you didn't know this until you saw the stats, but Arizona actually out rebounded USA.
1: I did not. I kept screaming at the <laughs> And TV. Arizona
0: had 14 offensive rebounds and actually had more second chance points uh, than USC, which felt wild. But look, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, there's not a lot to add. Uh, I like where Arizona's at, but this is, and, and we'll get to this shoot with another podcast tomorrow, but this is not going to be an easy road trip. Like Washington schools are not easy to play with the weather and the travel and all that ASU. And then, you know, it, it, it's going to be a tough road trip. Um, but if Arizona somehow gets out of it, three and O you're cooking with, cooking with gas. Fire cooking with gas fire. What is the term?
1: You're cooking with fire. Gas. I don't know. Gas fire. I will say, gotta Boom. give some love to my boy Balo. Umar. I, Umar, I, he, there's just something about the offense when he's out there. He's like a big teddy especially bear. Especially when, yeah, but especially when he's just out under the basket, or you just feel more secure that he's gonna
0: get <laughs> what the what I'm damn saying, ball. That's that's like He's like a bear. I just feel more secure in Umar's arms. Yeah. Uh that defense when he's in the game with Coloco exactly. and Pell and Dalen, uh it's disgusting. Killer. I mean it is absolutely disgusting. And you know it's disgusting because Tommy who is you know a, a good offensive coach is basically willing to say look the offense is going to struggle but you're, you're you're not scoring on this. With this lineup it ain't happening and uh-huh. um he's close to game with that lineup and um yeah, also while we're at it, one more thought. Uh-huh. Uh I'm trying to do this without cursing because you know I curse a lot. Christian Coloco not being mentioned as one of the top 10 centers in America is the biggest crock of BS. Like, thank you. It's one of those thank you things, right? Where you're like, okay, Hunter Dickinson, great. Belongs on the list. Coloco ate his lunch. Kofi, awesome. Kofi Coburn, even though his name's Kofi Cockburn, whatever. Coloco guarded him mano y mano there are a few guys on that list that have no business belonging on that list like coloco is is the best defending big man in the country and if he's not then he's second right and so like nate watson on providence is that what we're doing a guy that averages 13 and 5 and isn't a great defender like go look up orlando robinson guys on fresno state and tell me that kid doesn't belong on that list yeah i just gave you another one Yeah,
1: and jason's gonna write a strongly worded letter
0: yeah, and so you can add guys to the list later on, like the next list at the release. Mm-hmm. And when Christian Coloco's on it,
1: we're going to thank Mr. Shear. Because
0: I'm pissed. And Tommy and, and Christian, they're not the type of guys to complain. I am. I'm a man, and I complain a lot.
1: Someone's got to represent.
0: That's what I do. I complain.
1: It's a party line.
0: So thank you for you go.
1: pointing that out. Yeah. Christian Coloco, we've got your back.
0: By the way, <laughs> a, C, B, UCLA. <laughs> <sighs> you know what the funny part is? Like UCLA fans were like, you know, should we like bench Jaime so he can be a hundred percent for this game? And then they did it, and they lost.
1: Hawquez. I
0: finally learned J. how to say his last name. Double J. We
1: just say Double J, but yeah, I was struggling with it. Even though I kind of speak Spanish, I don't know why it bothers me so much. Yep. Ha-quez. Anyway. We win. Fun night. We're the winners. ASU won. They're the winners. Until that Monday. makes Monday a
0: lot fun, more fun. Too. I know it does. It really does because now it's like oh, yeah, a little upset, a little bit. And then Arizona goes down, and let's say they win by thirty, it becomes it. It makes the UCLA game even funnier. It does. Which is what you're really going. That's for. That's what we're
1: really going for. We want high then, drama. No high drama.
0: And then if UCLA loses to Stanford, exhaustion at Stanford. Uh, we're gonna. I mean, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. I wonder
1: if they'll spit on anybody else. This year. Yeah. Etienne did UCLA not,
0: must be spitting mad.
1: Etienne did not go to Phoenix. He, they sent him home to LA. That's
0: probably good because as bad as Arizona fans are, it's not like ASU fans are nicer.
1: I feel like ASU fans, if, I really think if, if anyone had attempted to do that on an ASU fan, I believe there might have been like a brawl. <laughs> so, it would have
0: been pretty cool. <laughs> it would
1: have been pretty awesome. So... Yeah.
0: With that being said. Hope you
1: had a great Saturday. We had a great great Saturday. Great weekend. Yeah. Birthday weekend for us. We all had a good day.
0: And we're going to do another podcast tomorrow because Arizona basketball never sleeps. Yeah. Is that still the motto? That used to be. Arizona basketball never sleeps.
1: I thought it it was run with us.
0: Never stop. Now it's run with us.
1: Is that for the women or the men? Or is it both? Uh,
0: The men. The women's. We went to the women's game. That was fun. Uh they have know. a really
1: very we should know this. Michael
0: Luke's is back the A. Michael
1: Luke. The University of Michael Luke. Yeah. Back the A. I like their old school logo too. They're like, no one Arizona's not using that logo, so we're gonna use that logo.
0: Yeah. Let's make fun of Mike. Anyway, by <laughs> the way, Jalen Graham scored, if Mike's listening to this, Jalen Graham scored forty eight points when Mike texted me that Jalen Graham sucked, so Good, Good job, job Mike. Reverse... That's very similar to when he posted that he likes Umar better than Coloco, and the Coloco scored like the last 48 points. So <laughs> I appreciate it. Anyway, Reverse psychology works. It works. With that being said, we appreciate you for joining us once again. Sleep like babies, like a Bruin in the blankets.
1: But don't drool.
0: Or spit. Or spit. It. <laughs> That's guy I it up. Ayo. down. <laughs> Post credits. Shelby, what are your thoughts on announcers not even going to games to announce them like Arizona's today?
1: Boo. Lame.
0: Hey George, Pac-12 Commission, do something about this. Respect. Put some respect on my name.
1: And don't put Arizona on Fox anymore if that's the case.
0: Well, I don't know about that. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount Plus. What brings you to the show. Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right to the side.
1: A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming.
0: Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.